Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Gain free access to our three-module digital course, Profit for Small Firm Architects, right now by visiting entrearchitect.com slash free course. This is the Entree Architect Podcast, episode 109. Welcome back to the Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm, whether you're in the process of launching a startup, or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. Sales. Ooh, it conjures up images of slippery, slick salespeople pushing their unnecessary products on the people who don't even want them. And for many of us small firm architects, the idea of high-pressure sales tactics and dishonest tricks and techniques, it makes us squirm and sweat. Well... I have good news for you guys. Sales tricks don't work. High pressure will actually repel your prospects, your your clients, and they'll send them into the arms of your competition. There is a better way. And many of you small firm architects are already good at it. This week at the Entree Architect Podcast, I will share five steps to successful sales for small firm architects. 
This episode of the Entree Architect podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more at freshbooks.com slash architect. Sales is definitely one of the toughest parts of being a small firm architect. When I first started Five Cat Studio, my architecture firm, I had no idea what sales was all about. I thought I was selling and I did all the things I needed to do and sales was just not there. I was great at marketing and everybody knew who we were, um, but I just didn't know how to sell. And it was uncomfortable. I didn't really know what I needed to do or how to do it. You know, we're architects, we're not salespeople, so it's not in our nature to pursue people and, and talk about ourselves and, and why we're better than others. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not part of who we are as artists and creators. And so today, I've gotten much better at it. Um, I, I've, I understand it much differently, and I'm really good at it, and it actually has become one of my favorite subjects of business. I love sales. It is part of my passion. I love the idea of marketing, and then I love the idea of taking all of that upfront work in marketing and, and turning it into sales. This, the game of taking the, the marketing that you've done, the, all of the, 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 the work that you've done to get people to, to notice you and to convert that into a contract. I love that process. I love that game, and I want you to love it too. And so today, I'm going to share five steps to a successful sales process for small firm architects. And a lot of it, you are already doing. You are already good at mo most of what I'm going to talk about. But it's, it's five steps that are going to improve your sales, get you more work, and make you a better architect. So number one, the number one step, first step, you need to understand your prospect. Number one is understand your prospect. You know, you need to know who these people are. I've talked about target markets before. You need to have a target market so you know what, uh, who you're talking to. Who are these people? Who are they? How do they live? Where do they live? What are their problems? What are their pains? What makes them tick? Uh, how do they make decisions? You need to know all of these things. You need to understand your prospect. What are the emotions they're feeling when they're coming to an architect? In a residential architecture like I do, I do additions and alterations. My clients, when, when they finally call an architect, it's not about the kitchen or the family room or the front porch that we're going to design. It's much deeper than that. It's about their family. And it's about the problems they're having within their family because of the spaces they're living within. And so there's, there's deep emotion in the decisions they're going to make. You need to understand those emotions. You need to understand what makes your prospects tick. You need to understand who they are, what, how they make their decisions, where they live, how they live, who are their friends, how much money do they make, what is the pain that they're suffering, and why did they finally call you? Why did they finally pull the trigger on finding an architect and not just reaching out to a builder or trying to do this themselves or just living with it, why did they call an architect and why did they call you? You need to understand your prospect. So that is the first step in sales is understand your prospect. And that is why it's so important to have a target market. I talk about target markets all the time. You need to, to, to if you're a broad generalist, which so many architects are, 
Uh, and so many of us start that way. You kind of just shotgun all of your your expertise out to the world because you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to miss the opportunity to design that great commercial project or that great restaurant by by narrowing down and niching into a residential uh, target market. But when you're a generalist, you're you're all over the place. And so when you're out looking for uh, a, a new car and you're looking to buy uh, an SUV, you don't want somebody who uh, sells every single type of car and you just want the, the, the best SUV. You just want the best architect to do your project. That's what your client's looking for. They're not looking for somebody who does everything. They're looking for somebody who does what you do. So that's why it's important to do a target market. Target market isn't really about sales, but if you don't understand your target market, then you don't understand your prospect. You have too many prospects. If you're shooting all over the place, you don't know who your prospect is because you have 10 different prospects. Narrow it down, decide who your market is, what is your most passionate type of architecture that you design, what are you best at, and narrow it down to that target market, and then understand that prospect the best you can. Know everything about them, meet with them, talk with them, interview with them, learn who they are, who are they, how do they live, how do they make decisions, what are their pains, decide who this this target market is, and then understand that. So number one, the number one step in successful sales for small firm architects is to understand your prospect, okay? So number two, once you understand your prospect, then you need a plan. Number two is use a plan. Don't just walk up, you know, just just don't wait for the phone call to ring and then respond to whatever happens on that phone call. You need to have a plan. You need to develop a documented sales system. And most of us are already doing this. When the phone rings, you're already picking up that phone and answering it the same way you've answered that phone a thousand other times. And when it's a, when it's a prospect, you start that conversation the same way you've documented or you've done that telephone call a thousand other times. Write that down. Develop a documented system. What are the steps that you need to take from the initial contact, from that very, very first phone call, all the way through to a signed contract? What are those steps, step by step? There are dozens of them. There are dozens of steps that we take to get from the one point to the other. And if you don't have a documented system, then you're, you're shooting in the dark. You're, you're, you're responding to that client. That client has control and you need to be in control. You need to lead the dance, uh, as our friend Rochelle Carrington, uh, who was our expert speaker this week at the Entree Architect Academy. She, the, the seller needs to lead that dance. So, how do you answer your telephone? How do you structure that call? What are the questions that you, that you go through with that telephone call? What is the goal of that first call? These are the things, these are the decisions, these are the steps. I say there, there are dozens of steps. You know, what are the questions that you ask every client? You should have that written down so when a client or prospect calls, you have that sheet of paper right in front of you or, or, or on your computer that you can pull up with every telephone call. What are the, 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 the calls or the questions that you ask? What is the goal of that call? Why do you want it? What do you, how do you want that call to end? Okay, so what are the, the, the questions that you need to ask? In that first call, you're qualifying the prospect. You're making sure that this is somebody within your target market, right? So qualify the prospect. 
you, you want to, uh, to get a description of the project. You want to understand what that project is. So maybe that's a question. So tell me about your project. What do you want to do? And then you want to go back to step one and fill in what you don't know yet. So step one is to understand your client, right? So if you don't know everything about this specific process, prospect, those are some of the questions you want to ask, right? Uh, who are they? What are their plans? Um, an investment. You want to talk about money. How much do they want to spend? This is a great opportunity to, to ask about um, their budget and to have an understanding of whether they understand how much these projects cost. And it gives you an opportunity to talk about fees. So you can uh, filter out, because this is a qualifying conversation, right? If you don't talk about fees, and many of us don't talk about fees right up front because you're afraid that you're going to scare them off, you want to scare them off. If they're not right, they're not part of your target market, and they're not willing to pay your fees, then you don't want to go through the rest of these steps. You're wasting your time, right? So you want to talk about money, talk about investment. You can talk about investment rather than saying uh, money or, or budget or use the words investment. Um, and it gives you the opportunity to talk about your architecture fees and how they work. In that telephone call, you also want to establish ground rules for the process and how you're going to go about this, the next steps in this process. So um, what's the next step? So again, number two is use this plan. So you're developing a plan. What's the next step after the telephone call? Do you want to decline that project because they don't qualify, right? You want to de de decline a prospect that does not qualify because you will be wasting your time. Uh, you don't have enough time, right? You're a small firm architect. You have a lot of hats on your head. You don't want to go through this entire process with people you know will never hire you or you don't want them to hire you. So the next step may be declining the project or it may be scheduling a meeting, right? So what's the next step? Go step by step by step. Go through the entire process from the initial contact through the contract and list every step, the initial call the qualification, the meeting, then a proposal meeting, right? So after um, the meeting to, to get to know each other and sort of build some rapport, the next step would be a proposal, right? And you want to present that proposal live. You don't want to send that proposal without you being there because the client will be, or the prospect will be very easy, gives them an opportunity and it makes it very easy for them to say they're not interested, right? So you want to have that meeting to present the proposal to answer any questions that you have. Then the next step might be a follow-up. After that meeting, you've presented the proposal and you follow up. That is the most critical part of an architect. Uh, you need to follow up. So many of us don't follow up. That's what I was missing. I did not follow up after my uh, proposal. I would send out the proposal. I'd send it by email, right? And I'd just wait for the phone to ring. Of course, you know, I have this great process. I have this great project. I'm so talented. I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to wait for the phone call. Well, it doesn't work that way. If you want the job, you need to follow up. So you, you meet with the client, you present the proposal, then you follow up. And guess what? Then you follow up again. And guess what? Then you follow up again and again and again. And part of your plan should be how many times do we follow up before moving on? And that's something that you need to decide about your clients and your client base and you you as a, as a business owner. It needs to be more than once or twice. It needs to be five times, six times, 10 times. How many times do you follow up? Because clients 
who want to work with architects don't make decisions right away. They take time. And those follow-ups are what gives you the opportunity to get that project. So how many times are you going to follow up? It should all be part of your plan. And these number of follow-ups, it should all be part of your plans. So step-by-step, step-by-step, all the way through every single decision you make, every step you make in every process, write it down. Put it together in a document uh, and prepare a document and describe every single step of what you do. And that is your sales system. Your sales system. You hear that word sales system and you know you used to cringe, but actually it's not. You already have a sales system. You just want to perfect it. You just want to get it to be better. You want to tweak it so it works better. You want to put in the steps that you're missing. You want to pull out the steps that are not working. That's the system. Put it together. Number two is use a plan or a sales system. Use a plan. So number one is understand your prospect. And number two is use a plan. Okay, so let's go on to number three. Number three is very important, schedule time. And that means lots of different things. But what I'm talking about specifically with this sales process, the, the, the third step in successful sales for small firm architects is schedule time. Add time to your calendar that is dedicated to working on your sales system, okay? Schedule time in your calendar, write it on your calendar every week, same day, same time, same amount of time. It becomes a, a, a meeting with yourself to work on your sales process. You want to review your process. You just created an entire sales st- system in, in step number two. Sit down, your weekly meeting with yourself, and review that process step by step by step. Then revise that process every week. Make it better. Every week, say, this doesn't work anymore. Let's take this out. Let's do this instead and see how that works. Take that out. Let's put this in. I'm not doing this enough. I need to do this. Maybe I need another follow-up call here. Maybe there's a different way of doing it. Maybe I follow up by email on this day, and then I follow up with a telephone call on this day. So every week, schedule time to work on your process and improve it every week. And then work your process. Same time, same scheduled day, you go through, you review your process, you revise your process, you improve your process, and then you work your process. Every week, it becomes part of your schedule. It becomes part of the system that every week, you sit down and you work the process. You make the calls you need to make, you schedule the meetings you need to to make. Um, Maybe uh, you need to follow up on some of your, uh, uh, some prospects have called you. This is the time to to call them back and to start the process. Maybe you need to make your follow-up calls. This is the time to make those follow-up calls. Maybe you need to put together some emails. Maybe you need to schedule some meetings. Maybe you need to write your proposals. This is the time to do that. This is the time where you write your proposals. Um, You should have a, a documented form for your proposals so you're not writing a proposal from scratch every time you know, Entree Architect has a proposal. EntreeArchitect.com slash hybrid will get you our hybrid proposal. We, we sell it right there on the website. EntreeArchitect.com slash hybrid. Um, but you need to have a, a form uh, proposal that you can use. So when you're sitting down in this hour or two hours every week, you can very quickly put together the three or four proposals that you need to put together this week. And then work your system every week, every time, same time every day, or each week, every day, the same time, every, 
Same day each week, same time each week. Schedule time. That's number three is schedule time. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect. Because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission here at Entree Architect. They recognize the need for small firms like us to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time, and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out on the cloud so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And I use FreshBooks for my own small firm, Fivecat Studio, and my favorite feature of the FreshBooks software is sending my invoices by email and allowing my clients to pay by credit card. When FreshBooks says that you'll get paid faster, they're not kidding. With the convenience of clicking a button and paying by credit card, many of my clients pay now as soon as they receive their invoice. And for those clients who don't pay right away, FreshBooks automatically sends them a reminder of the balance due at an interval that I set. So once I send an invoice, I can go back to being an architect and I don't need to chase down any of my clients. And Tim Lee of FreshBooks will show you how easy it is to send invoices by email on our exclusive video series Tim and I produced exclusively for the Entree Architect community. Check out this free video series at entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo. There's no catch. There's no email. It's completely free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo and you will get the videos right away. There's three of them. Shows you everything you need to know about getting started. And then go to freshbooks.com slash architect, freshbooks.com slash architect and sign up for your free 30-day trial and give it a try. It's free. I suggest you just send one invoice and see what happens. That's how I got started. Just send one invoice to one client and see how it works. And when I did that and I got paid much faster than usual, I signed up for the rest of it and I set up my whole my whole account in FreshBooks. Freshbooks.com slash architect for your free 30-day trial. And be sure to enter Entree Architect in the how did you hear about us section. So number one is understand your your prospect. Um, number two is use a plan, and number three is schedule time. Those are the three steps so far in in uh, successful sales for small firm architects. And number four, you're going to love number four because I know that you are already doing this. But this is so important, and I want you to take this to the next level. Number four is believe. And I know you love that word. I love that word. As creative people love to believe. You need to believe in yourself and you need to believe in your service. Okay, You need to believe in your service. You need to believe in what you're doing. It's the key to successful sales for architects is this belief. You need to believe in what you're doing. You need to believe that you are making the world a better place with every sale. Sales are good, right? We are architects. We create spaces and beautiful places and environments where people thrive and become healthy and have wonderful lives. We contribute to the world in a very, very high level of benefit to the world. So we need to believe that what we're doing makes the world a better place. With every sale, with every contract that's signed with our studios, 
We're making the world a better place every time. And that belief transmits into everything you do. Everything you do. If you have that passion, everything, it'll transfer into everything you do, everything you write and everything you say and every meeting people will know. And if you don't believe, if you don't believe in what you're doing, if you're not passionate about the type of work that you're designing, if you really love residential work, but you're in commercial work anyway, because maybe the commercial work, there's more work out there or it's more profitable and you don't really like it, that's going to transmit to your clients. You need to have passion and you need to believe in what you do because it will show. And don't hide your passion. If you are excited about what you're doing, show that to your prospects. Prospects love that. Prospects want to work with people who are passionate about what they're doing. Confidence sells. If you do a fantastic job and you have a system in place and you believe in what you're doing, the sale is going to make itself. You're not going to need to have high-pressure sales tactics and tricks and techniques and sleazy sales calls. You're not going to need any of that because you do great work, you have a process, and you believe in what you're doing. Believe in what you're doing. Number four is believe. You're already doing that, but just let that shine. Let that become part of your process to make sure your clients and your prospects understand and know that you love what you're doing and your firm loves what you're doing and your employees love what they're doing. Every sale you make makes the world a better place. You need to believe that and you need to make that part of your process. Every sale you make makes the world a better place. The more money you make, the, the, the better the, the world becomes. Believe that and you'll make more sales. So that's number four is believe. And number five, this is very, very, very important. Set expectations. When a client comes to you, they already have in their mind what they expect and they're wrong. Most of the time clients come to me and they have no idea what's really going to happen. They have an idea of what they think is going to happen. And they have, they have expectations, but you need to set the ground rules. Part of your process should be setting ground rules, right? You need to explain the entire process. You need to talk about money and the investment and the construction and the, and the architectural fees. You need to set those expectations. And so important is to go for the no. Go for the no. You don't want clients that don't qualify. You don't want clients who are going to be difficult, and you know they're going to be difficult, high-maintenance clients, even if it's a great project that fits right in your target market and there's red flags all over the place that this is going to be a, a complicated, difficult client. You don't make money on those clients. You make more money on the clients that you pass on to somebody else. So go for the no. Rochelle Carrington in her presentation at the Entree Architect Academy expert training session this week, fabulous, fabulous expert training session. If you want to, uh, enrollment for Entree Architect Academy is now closed. It's going to open again in May. And if you're interested in, in getting on the waiting list, you can go to entrearchitect.com slash academy and you can put your name in there and you can get on a mailing list that is exclusively for the academy. So when the academy opens up, you are going to get updates and you'll know before anybody else. So entrearchitect.com slash uh, academy will get you there. 
Rochelle's presentation was excellent. The Academy is buzzing about it. She presented a very, very in-depth um, presentation, and she said one of the most important steps to learn for salespeople is to go for the no. Because if somebody, you send, you, you present your proposal and they go into think it over mode, I'm going to think it over, I'll call you back, that just equals hope. That just gives you hope. And you would rather have a no than to sit around waiting for a client to get you that no. If you, if you want if you know, if they know they're going to hire somebody else or they know, but they're going to say, I'm going to think it over because they don't want to hurt your feelings. You'd rather have it be no. So you can move on to the next client and go through this process with the next client. So it's very important to go for the no. So that's it. Those are the five steps I told you, right? I told you that, that many of you are already doing a lot of these things, but these are, these are critical steps. You, you have to do these steps. This is not optional. These are five step steps to successful sales for small firm architects. You have to understand your client. You need to know who your client is. And if you don't have a target market, what happens? You have 10 prospects that you need to understand. Have a target market and understand your prospect. Number two, use a plan. You need to, to develop a sales system. You can't do this from scratch with every phone call. You are too busy. You are too busy. You're going to get the wrong projects. You're going to get clients that you don't want to have. You're going to spend 10 times more time if you don't have a sales system. Dedicate the time to developing a sales system. It takes a lot of work and a lot of thought and a lot of energy, but it will save you so many hours later on. It will save you money because you can go out and do billable work instead of putting together all these proposals from scratch and going through these processes and meeting with clients that you really don't want to be meeting with. So number two is use a plan. Number three is schedule time. You don't want to, you want to review your process every week, same time, revise your prospect process every week, improve this sales system every week, and then work your process every week. Make the calls you need to make, your initial phone calls, your follow-up phone calls, your scheduled meetings, prepare proposals. Do it every week, same time, so you're not doing it here and you're doing it here and you're fitting it in there. Every week on your calendar. Uh, for me, I have a dedicated time every Monday morning. Half of my day is dedicated to administration and planning the rest of my week. Part of that time is dedicated to sales and putting together the proposals and the things that I need to do. So that's number three is schedule time. Number four is to believe, right? Believe you are making the world a better place with every sale you make. Believe that. Confidence sells. You are an exceptional architect. You do great work and you make the world a better place with every project you do. Believe. Number four is set expectations, set the ground rules, explain the process, talk about money, and go for the no. Set those expectations right up front, you will do a better job at sales. So those are five steps to successful sales for small firm architects. I think uh, this is what has made me successful at Five Cat Studio. I know it will work for you. You just need to put it together in a, in a documented system. Understand your prospect. Use a plan. Schedule time. Believe. 
and set expectations. Complete show notes, subscription information for iTunes, and a direct link to download this episode will be found at entrearchitect.com slash episode 109. And don't forget to gain access to our free three-module digital course, Profit for Small Firm Architects. It'll teach you everything you need to know to be profitable. Just head over to entrearchitect.com slash free course. It's just that easy. My name is Mark R. LePage, and I am an entrepreneur architect, and I encourage you to go out and share what you know. I'll see you next week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that, (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. 
artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.